0: All right. Once again, back. Detroit is different. Right now, I'm sitting with another person at the Techconomy Conference 2015, Thomas Ermacora. How are you? Very well. All right. And you actually traveled a long distance to get over here, not just to Detroit, but also to our nation. So you're from overseas coming to Techonomy. Is this your first te- conference with Techonomy?
1: It is my first economy, and um, I met David uh, at um, Aspen Ideas. Okay. I, I do travel a lot to the U.S., so I'm not new to the country, but I'm new to Detroit, and I'm very excited to be here.
0: Okay, what have you heard about Detroit?
1: Well, first, I was a big fan of RoboCop. So okay. I have, I have uh, been, let's say, uh, impressed by the mythology of RoboCop.
0: Okay, one, two, or three? Uh, the first one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't follow Murphy's career in Robocop. No,
1: I, I actually thought the first one was a piece of. It was an epic piece of film, <laughs> uh, but um, it was it was about the rise of the machines, really, and the artificial intelligence. It was really early in the day, and it was, it was it was before Terminator really became big and all that stuff. So I thought it was really visionary, and I think the truth is that Detroit um, is a great place to experiment with what. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what cities will become with artificial intelligence, because the city has to leapfrog from being, um, let's say, a depressed environment to one which can flourish. And it can flourish with machines. Technology is gonna help accelerate things, but it should not be at the expense of people.
0: Okay, I agree, and one would also say that the reason why most people are here is because of machines, but it was technology for the 1920s that brought most of the people to exist in this whole nation uh, forward, but definitely in this whole region, because this is industrial, 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 built on the automobile, the idea of the conveyor belt, and the building of cars brought many of other bodies here, secondary industries, complementary industries, and so many other things. So the whole concept of economy is very interesting when I think about its effect and the impact it could have on the city of Detroit. But there are a lot of challenges here. Uh, socially, it's very racially divided, and that's one of the big topics I bring up, but along with that, you also have huge educational gaps, which kind of could go into that same social problem. So how do you feel that something like technology can help those that really don't have access to it, as they say, the digital divide is one of the terms they'll use, per se?
1: So I'll give you a little background of uh, what I do so I can explain it better. I actually started as a digital divide consultant back in the year 2000, uh, helping communities get on the grid. Um, and my interest was to see that um, the internet at the time was called the fourth infrastructure, and you know you you had uh, rail and then you had uh, roads and then you, had, you know they're basically different forms of infrastructure that can bring commerce and business to a place and um, the internet was a way of bringing business and the world to a place and vice versa Mm -hmm. and so i thought that that was really something essential to do as we were starting to fight the notion of um, climate change and or fight climate change and we were starting to understand the problems of sustainability in a new way in a more systemic way so all the places that are rapidly urbanizing they have their challenges, and then there are rural areas that also have their challenges, but they also offer new opportunities for cities. So I was interested in seeing that. Over the years, as an architect urbanist and tech angel uh, and cultural curator, uh, you know, I've had different hats. I, now I'm wearing most of them at the same time. I'm also a, a micro-developer, setting up a, a rather large project in East London to help um, establish a cluster around making it's called mm-hmm. the Maker Mile, and I have the first Fab Lab in London called the Machines Room. Uh, but I also run this a creative regeneration organization that I founded seven years ago, called Clear Village. Clear Village stands for, you know, at the time where I started it, I was tired of hearing uh, the word green or eco or things. Like that. I wanted it to be untinted, and what I felt was more important was openness and transparency. So Clear is about that. Uh, we need to be able to have a clear discourse on how to regenerate places and get people involved. The second thing is about scale. And it's not the romantic ideal of having a village, but yeah. rather the fact that you actually, everyone in my opinion, lives in their own village. It's mm-hmm. a village that perhaps is a composite now of the physical and virtual sphere where you have you know, your social media friends and you have your real friends in the place where you live and the places where you go to. But it's still your village in your mind that constitutes your so- psycho-psychological. Uh, sorry psychosocial environment and that village is what I think people need to be able, be empowered to uh, let's say work on themselves and very few people today actually feel that they are connected to the development of the cities where they live in very rare so uh, just to cut to the chase here uh, my work focuses on how to accelerate uh, social change in neighborhoods through the use of participatory placemaking. And technology is a great partner. So when you talk about social segregation, effectively, that's what I'm working on. Uh, I'm working not necessarily on, you know, I don't make a distinction. I'm agnostic to the to the idea. Is it racial segregation, spiritual segregation, or religious segregation, economic segregation? I'm agnostic, agnostic to that. I think that balancing cities is what makes cities work. Mm-hmm. And the ultimate goal of good planning is to make people happier and also have a sense of ownership of where they live in. So I'm looking at either fundamentally undervalued assets or places that are abandoned or neglected Mm -hmm. in order to reboot or reprogram uh, an area and actually empower the village that's within people's consciousness.
0: Okay, now you say you want people to get involved as well. That was one of the key points. Define what involved you see and how people can start getting involved because I think one of the biggest challenges when it comes to technology, as I've made mention too in some of the other interviews, is literacy is a challenge here in the city of Detroit especially for some of the residents that have been here for a long period of time, which can tie to educational issues and other social problems. But how do you, what do you see getting involved? What does that look like?
1: Well, thank you for asking. I think you you need to be case specific and area and, and context specific, but um, I've worked, I've had restaurants. I, mm-hmm. I love cooking, and I've been involved with music. Okay. Uh, and I think these are universals. So when you talk about issues with literacy, whether it's uh, digital literacy or actual linguistic literacy, mm-hmm. I think that music and food are great connectors. I like that idea already. And. Detroit has been a laboratory for both actually you know mm-hmm. both music uh, uh, and also for urban agriculture mm-hmm. and so um, I think that food is a great way to connect people Mm -hmm. uh, and having places in which you can bring people together from different generations and different social backgrounds around food or let's say a common denominator Mm -hmm. like food or music is a great way to do things Mm -hmm. and once you started the conversation and this is where i think it's important that uh, cultural innovation finds its place in the in the dialogue or the dialectic of using technology for development Um, because you can't have technology without culture if you do that then you're discriminating people, and you're further segregating.
0: We're starting back at the beginning of this interview to what happened with RoboCop. And what that company definitely did not include was interacting with the people and the culture of the city. Absolutely. But it definitely wanted a new time security force.
1: Exactly. And for sure, you know, I think that, um, I mean, I'm excited to be here because I think it's, It's the beginning of a golden age for places that have been um written off from the map of Mm -hmm. whatever was interesting yes and i think the places in the future that will be really interesting or in the next 10 years is the places that have shown that they can self-organize and find you know human decency for everyone around and that's something really difficult to, to construct it's something that's happening in places that have been hit by war that have been hit by, you know, civil war, uh, by you know, uh, even refugee camps, mm-hmm. and, and I think that Detroit is not that level. But in terms of, um, you know, as a city that really went bankrupt, um, you know, there's a tremendous amount of energy that's stored in people's desires for decency.
0: Yes, sir. And it's many opportunities. I'm glad that you came out. Uh, can you please share with the people how they can get in contact with you? I definitely want to follow up and get in contact with you because I have a lot of ideas just related to what you're talking about. The whole idea of a clear village is intriguing.
1: Brilliant. So to get in contact with me, you can just do thomas at clear village.org or okay. Um, Thomas at lime like the fruit and then wharf like a org. these are the lime wharf is the micro development I have in London uh, okay. and it's at the heart of what I call the maker mile and there uh, or it's a we call the maker mile actually because nobody owns that
0: brand okay go. that works as we're talking about technology now somebody else is calling me as I speak into your interview
1: perfect well thank you so much it was a pleasure to be here today with you
0: thank you so much Thomas
1: thank you